everyone, and welcome to Broadcast His Love. This is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase God's name and let his light shine where we are, where we're living, where we're working, in our neighborhoods, through our lives, no matter what we're doing, where we're going, we're using our platform to broadcast his love. And today we have on a friend of mine who I've known for years. We haven't connected in a long time, but her like work is so cool. You guys are going to love this. Um, but she's using her platform to broadcast God's love and she has a hard job. Okay. Anybody out there with a hard job? I think everybody's job is hard right now, but Sarah Whitfield, assistant public information officer for the Santa Rosa County board of County commissioners. How's it going, Sarah? It's going good. I'm happy it's Friday and that the weekend is right around the corner. Yes. Okay. So you guys, this has been a hard year for everyone. Okay. So like everybody agrees, hands up, you know, we've been seeking God in this season now more than ever. Um, and that's a good thing. It's so great. Um, I know we hate to like go through hard times, but in those seasons, that's when God uses us, uh, to mold us and keep shaping us for his glory and kingdom. And so Sarah has just been the leader of the pack in this in Santa Rosa County. As you guys probably know, we've been slammed with hurricanes. Um, We've had a pandemic and there have been a lot of changes in Santa Rosa County, like a major bridge that goes into Gulf Breeze um, got slammed. And so a lot of businesses are hurting down in Gulf Breeze and Pensacola Beach. Gulf Breeze is Santa Rosa County. So that's where Sarah's focus is um, and that's where her attention is. And so now everyone's going through a detour that takes them about an extra hour to get to work or more. And so Sarah, just how are you in this season? So I would love to say, you know, I am just so full of energy and just so excited about every single day. But I tell you what, I'm going to be honest, I am tired because, uh, you know, as you know, the pandemic kind of started back in March. And then at the end of April, we had an EF0 tornado touchdown in our PACE community Mm. and caused some damage. And then we had a 2,500-acre wildfire the first week of May. That's right. I know. And then Hurricane Sally happened. And it's just been one crazy year. We had a kind of a contentious local election in August. So, you know, it's just been one thing after another. And I often joke, I need another vacation because it's, it's sometimes hard to keep a level head in this job. (laughs) Yes. Well, and what I want to know too is like, I mean, I've talked to other people who are working in, um, you know, like the restaurant industry and it's like, wow, my customers have been extra rude to me this year. Like not all of them, of Mm -hmm. course, you know, it's always just like the one that like hurts your day and kills the vibe, you know, but like, yes, how are you able to turn down the noise. I mean, I'm sure the complaints are coming in like crazy. How are you like being a Christian in this season? (laughs) What a terrible question. But like, seriously though, how do you be nice and be a Christian and do what God wants, you know, take on that servant leadership and, uh, and serve the people? Yeah. So it definitely takes a lot of prayer and God actually likes to send me a lot of reminders when I really get down into the thick of it. When I feel like, oh my gosh, I'm about to say something I shouldn't, I know that's when I need to stop and just pray to him and say, Lord, how would you direct me to speak to this person, to these people? And he's just had his hand in every job I've had because I've been with the county for 10 years. I think tomorrow is my 10 year anniversary. Oh, congratulations. 
That's but awesome. I didn't I didn't start out in this fun public information job. I started out in a library. I was a library assistant. And that was terrifying to me because I'm an introvert. Okay. I do a very good job of pretending I'm an extrovert when I'm in, with people. Right. But like he put me in this position, I know, to make me like talk to people. Okay. And then he moved me to a very hard job in the clerk of court's office, which I only stayed in for nine months. Okay. And then to the board of county commissioners and then finally to this job in public information. And it's just fun to look back and see how he has directed my path over the years and every situation he's put me in has built me up in a way that I know will glorify his kingdom. Yes. And that's what it's all about. Yes. Like, we are meant to represent God here on earth. We are meant to be disciples, making disciples. And as much as that terrifies me because I don't like talking to people sometimes, um, it's just, it's, he has a good sense of humor. I'll just say that. <laughs> yes. Well, it's so funny that you said make disciples because I was listening to a podcast with Matt, Ch- Matt Chandler. Um, he's a pastor and an author. And I've been dialing into some of his stuff lately. He's just seeking God's kingdom and seeking God's word. But he was saying the organizations, um, and this was done by a study that I don't know who did it, but he said it's credible that the organizations that stayed and remained were those like the service organizations were those who were going out and making disciples. What do you think about that? I think that's pretty awesome. Like the church I go to living truth church out in uh, Shemakla, that's like our thing. We are disciples making disciples. We have these new things going on over the last year called D groups, discipleship groups where we choose three or four people And we go through this study. It's kind of intense. There's a lot of commitment, memorization of Bible verses, things like that. And once you're done with the group, you're meant to go and start your own group. Um, I'm not quite ready for that. So I'm going to go through the group again. But um, I also just enjoy being part of a church that pushes us to not stay in our seats. Like they push us to get out and be in our community and love on people. Mm. I love all of this. I wrote it down. So Living Truth Church, you guys have D groups and it's, so you guys are creating disciples. So tell us a little bit about how those meetings go when y'all are all together learning. Yeah. So, um, I'll just give a little bit of background on me. Um, and this kind of pertains to the D group type thing. Um, when I was eight years old, I kind of felt that tugging from God at a GA camp in Mariana, Florida. And it wasn't until I was nine years old that I actually walked up and accepted Christ and was baptized. And unfortunately, they didn't do discipleship when I was at that church I was at at the time. So I was handed a book and it was just kind of like, good luck, you can do this on your own. And it's like, I'm just a kid. I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. So fast forward to when I finally get to Living Truth Church, which I now realize is where God meant me to be this entire time. Mm -hmm. Um, I was discipled by a woman in our church who happens to lead our soul sisters ministry. And it was during that process that I realized that God was calling me to help her with this ministry. And then fast forward a few more years to these D groups. And it's like, finally, this is what, this is what every church needs because when you're a baby Christian, you need someone who is further along in their walk to come alongside you and kind of help lead the way. So I I mean, I was a kid when I became a Christian, when I got saved. And so like, I like to tell people, you know, I did all my sinning after I was saved. So 
is tough when you're that young and you become a Christian and then nobody really comes alongside you to show you, hey, this is how you really study the Bible. And this is how you have a really good prayer time with God and how you talk to God. Because I was always very formal until a friend told me that, that you know, you can just say, hey, dad, what's up? Because yeah. he's your heavenly father. So a lot of things have changed and a lot of things have changed because of this D group, because I'm memorizing more Bible verses than I have or have probably in my entire life. That's great. Um, I'm, I'm learning new things about God and about my faith. Um, and like I said, I'm not quite ready to leave my own D group. So I'm going through the D group again with okay. a different group of ladies. It's usually, and, it, and that's the thing, it's you and three to four other people of the same gender. So it's not couples going through this together. It's groups of women and groups of men. Okay. And then you branch out and branch out and branch out. So it's really exciting to see where God's going to take these D groups. And what do you think? I loved when you were talking about I had a mentor and the just the importance of having someone come alongside you uh, when you start out in your faith. And even now, I bet you would say now you still need a mentor, you know? Yes. I mean, geez, if I'm going through a rough day, I'm calling up my girl. I, I mean, you know, I've got to, I really need to like ask, you know, obviously pray about it first. I mean, please hear that. Pray about it it's between you and God you know, but God does speak through people and he does use relationships, um, to, to bring his glory through that and let his light shine. So, um, I love this idea that you're talking about with the importance of having a mentor. Um, that's how Paul was to Timothy. And so mm -hmm. I just love that because it's like, yeah, this is in the Bible. This is what we're supposed to do. And it's, so easy to overlook that. Like, oh yeah, there's this person I talk with. She's real cool. Like she knows more about the Bible than I do. So I look up to her. Um, but you guys are taking it like, oh no, we need this. Yes. Yeah. I fully believe that it is essential in your walk because I mean, I know a lot of Christians who have become Christians in their adult life. And I feel like it is so much harder as an adult to um, just kind of stay on the path it's even harder for someone who's been a Christian for a long time. Like I've been a Christian for years, but it is still so hard if you don't have that person who's further along than you are that you can come up to and say, Hey, I'm really struggling with this. It's just that accountability and that confidentiality to have a person that you can do that with. That accountability. That's so good because, um, man, 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 I've just like, God has really been working on my heart. I don't know. Uh, what comes to mind when I say this, but God's been working on my heart of like, where are you? Okay. Where, where are you at right now? Where are your two feet at? And how are you serving God? Or like, you know, this is a conversation between God and I, how are you using what you're doing in that moment to bring me glory, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah. Oh man. And when you do that and when you start in all areas of your life, letting his name be known and letting people in that space know that you serve the Lord. Um, then all of a sudden you, you become accountable to them. Like, you know, you, you don't want to do something wrong in front of them because you don't want them to see you mess up, which I mean, people mess right. up, it happens, but that accountability, I mean, that is just something like supernatural. Like that is something so spiritual um, that just draws you closer to Christ and makes you accountable to Christ. And it's just a beautiful thing. So, um, talk to us a little bit about how you've gone from this discipleship group and how that's, 
helped you and propelled you in your job um, to look at it in a different way than maybe someone who's not a Christian? Yeah, so um, my discipleship group consists of me and two other women. And I tell you what, um, we have definitely bonded, gotten very close over the last year. I have told them things that I have never told other people, some of the struggles I have, because when you're a single woman and you don't have any kiddos or anything, Mm -hmm. you kind of feel like your problems are very insignificant compared to other people's. Yeah. So like things that happen in my job, I know I can talk to them about it and say, look, this really beat me down this week. Um, can you pray with me about it? Can you just give me a word of encouragement? And I tell you what, I really needed that uh, probably about a month, a little over a month ago I bet. Um, after Hurricane <laughs> Sally. I was, I was very beaten down after Hurricane Sally because some very somewhat mean spirited things were said about our office. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, God really showed off during that time. Yeah. He always is right on time. And one of the Bible verses that he gave me just during my daily reading, because our church is going through the Bible this year as a church. And one of the verses he gave me during that time was, may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, our father, who has loved us and given us internal, eternal encouragement and good hope by grace, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good work and word. And it's like, thank you. I needed that so badly because I was going down a very wrong path in my mind. Mm. And I was telling myself, you don't know what you're doing. Who do you think you are to think that you can do anything in this job? Who do you, who do you think you are that you think you can help out a women's ministry mm. as someone who hasn't face these major battles that other people have faced. And I'm like, I'm facing one right now. Lord. Yes. I've got this crazy battle going on right now. And then, you know, I live by memes on Facebook. Memes give me life sometimes. Yes. <laughs> Ditto. So funny. This one wasn't necessarily funny, but it hit at the very right moment that I needed it. And it said, Satan may be winning a bunch of battles right now, but make no mistake, God wins the war. Yes. And again, all at the right time, right when I needed that encouragement, right when I needed that reminder. And then, of course, Satan tried to get me one last time before I locked down my Facebook really tight because someone who I'm not friends with on Facebook anymore because it was turned out to be very toxic said that I brought God into too much stuff. And I'm thinking, isn't that the point of being a Christian and being saved and being a child of God is that yes. God is in everything you do. So thank you for that compliment. Yes. That hurt me. With. I appreciate that because then I know I'm actually doing something right. It's affirmation. <laughs> it's affirmation. If the world is looking at you and saying, I see God in you. And, and I don't want to say, I don't want to use her words and say too much, but like if the world <laughs> is looking at you and saying that, I see God in you in all things that you're doing right now and where you are and where you're planted. That is affirmation, girlfriend, that God has you right where he wants you. And he's using you for his kingdom to do his work for his purposes. And man, I don't, (laughs) that's something to worship about. That's so great. That's so awesome. Oh man. And, And I'm just thankful for my sisters in Christ who come alongside me and remind me to not be stupid, that God loves me and he has a purpose for my life, obviously. Otherwise, I wouldn't be where I am today. And thankfully, our 
Soul Sisters Women's Retreat that we have every October. We were able to do it. And so right after all of that went down, we then had our Soul Sisters Retreat. And I tell you what, there's always a lot of spiritual warfare during that time because Satan does not want us to get to Camp Baldwin every year. And he certainly doesn't want us to hear from God. And he certainly doesn't want us to come together. And COVID-19 tried to stop us, but we were still able to have that retreat. And it was amazing. It was such a blessing. Awesome. Well, too, I want to know, because at the beginning of the interview, you're like, I'm an introvert. And some people who are listening to this, I'm sure can relate. I can't, honestly. (laughs) I really can't. (laughs) I can't. I'm too out there. But um, people who are introverted, Um, and who are listening to this conversation, confidence comes from Christ. Like that is a God thing. So tell us about what confidence means to you. Like what's the definition of confidence for you, Sarah? Even just being able to do this right now, that is God confidence. Because when you first asked me to do this podcast, I was like, "Uh, I I don't know. Do you really, does this person really want to talk to me? Uh, (laughs) Yes. I don't know talk to people. Uh, I do great on radio, I guess, because nobody can see my face. And thank you for not having video on this because it's like, I wouldn't want anyone to see me because COVID has changed things. But um, God has just given me so much confidence over the years and he has used so many different things to build up that confidence. Like I went from this shy little, super introverted, fresh out of college library assistant to someone who has to talk with the public and the media almost on almost a daily basis. And again, like I said before, God has a great sense of humor because I never thought this was the type of job I would end up in. Like I would have loved to just stay in a library surrounded by books, (laughs) but he, he definitely had other plans for me. And I just, I love that he's been giving me this confidence. He's been leading me to some other very scary and exciting things that I don't want to share right now because I'm mm. praying about it because I want to make sure that's really what he wants for me and not something that I've put in my own head. Yes. I'm going through a devotional right now. It's just a quick little one. I love having the Bible on my phone so I yes. can access it at any time of the day. And it spoke to me this morning and I feel led to share it Please. on this podcast. But it says, God wants you to not only recognize that you are marked by him, but he wants you to surrender to him and the process that it takes for your purpose to develop and mature. Oftentimes we recognize a unique plan God has for our life, and we want to skip the process and step into the finished product of what he has declared over us. Mm. What God wants to do in and through your life is something that cannot be on display until it is fully developed in him. He wants to approve of you in private, because there are some things that he is working out of you that would not survive in public. And that just like, it gave me chills this morning when I read that, just knowing what I am praying about with him right now and knowing where he might possibly be trying to lead me next. And I'm like, thank you, because I'm not ready to say it in public. I'm not ready to say, commit to something in public, but man, he's, he's up to something. And I'm pretty excited about it. (laughs) Yes. It's such a beautiful thing to know that like the things that he brings you, like you're vetting that through prayer because you want it to be of like a level mind and you're surrendering it to him and you're surrendering to the process. Like that was the biggest word that I heard from that devotional was like process. 
I mean, who yes. everybody, I feel like everybody hates processes. I don't know. I'm not a fan of a, a process. Okay. But like <laughs> it's in the process where he crushes us. Like we talked about in the beginning and he makes us more and more into his image to be able to handle what the world tries to throw at us. Like Sarah, people who are listening to this, I mean, we may have one who's like, I can handle anything. I mean, there's that one person. I just know what they're out there. They're like, I can do it all. I can handle it all. But like the things that you all receive, like the complaints and the requests Mm -hmm. and all that, I can imagine it would be crushing to your spirit. But you've been in this industry for 10 years, more than 10 years now, 10 years. um, And you have found a way to to get through it, to go through the process, to, to persevere. And it's just such a cool thing to, to see where God has taken you through this and how his confidence has shown through you through all of it. It's just been a great thing. And I love that you're like still seeking him in this time, like now more than ever. It sounds like it's like a mountain. You're going up a mountain. You're just going up. And this isn't a mountain of success. This is like a mountain of just like seeking God's kingdom, looking to him for all things. And he's just taking you up and taking you up. Oh my, you're surrendering to the process. Yes. And it's, it's not always fun and rainbows and glitter and kitten kisses. It's, it's tough stuff sometimes. Like he will put you through the ringer just to test you and say, well, I don't think you're quite ready yet. And I appreciate that because I definitely don't want to step into anything that I'm not meant to be in yet. So I just, like I said, I love the process. It's, it's been really fun lately. (laughs) That is awesome. Oh my goodness. Okay. So totally be encouraged by that. You shared a Bible verse earlier. We always end the podcast, um, and asking the guest who, what's your favorite Bible verse that's helping you in this season? Um, is it that scripture that you shared earlier or what's been really helping you out right now? What scripture? Okay, so I actually have a life verse. Um, God gave it to me, I think, back in 2014, 2015. I was going through a bit of a rough patch. I deal with a lot of anxiety. That's like a whole nother story. Yes. But uh, I actually had it tattooed on my arm in the place where I can see it daily as a daily reminder, but it is 2 Timothy 1.7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of love and of power and of a sound mind. 2 Timothy 1.7. And that is my life verse. And it tells me, be brave, be brave. Mm, that is so good. That is so good. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Yes. And the word that shines bright to me in the scripture is self-discipline, because that is what we just keep going back to in this conversation. Like keep seeking God keep having that sound mind, keep seeking him through the process. So is there anything else that you want to share with us, Sarah? Yeah. um, I just want to encourage people, no matter what walk of what, no matter where you are in your walk with Jesus right now, um, find that person who is farther than you and be brave. Ask them to mentor you, ask them to be an accountability partner. I promise it will change the way you walk with Jesus. It has been such a rock for me throughout my life. Man, I think what I've learned from this is like, I have an accountability partner. Um, I mean, obviously I have my husband, but like a a girlfriend um, who would be a good accountability partner. I think from here, from this conversation, I'm going to reach out to that person and say, Hey, um, you know, 
I don't, I don't know how I would word it. Like, how would you word it to let that person know, Hey, I want you to be my Paul, you know, I don't know. How, how would you, like, how do you talk to somebody who you want to be discipled by? How do you ask them for that mentorship? Um, back when I asked this person to be my mentor and she was already a friend of mine, we weren't that close at the time, but, um, our, at the time, our church was encouraging us to find mentors. And so I just approached her and I said, hey, feel free to say no, because that's the type of person I am. Like, I don't want to burden you. Right. But um, if if you wouldn't mind, could we go through like a Bible study together, just the two of us? Um, could we pray together? Could I call on you when I have something really tough that I, I don't feel like I can share with anyone else? And can you just be there for me? during this season of my life. And that has just continued over the years. And it's been a big blessing. That's good. Man, we can apply that to our lives and it can like really bring in some good fruit. (laughs) Like who needs good fruit right now in their lives, you know, like please Jesus. So this is so great, Sarah. And um, I don't know if you want to share how people can connect with you, uh, get involved with what you're doing, but, um, and learn more maybe about this discipleship program, but how can people connect with you, Sarah? Yeah. Um, so like I said, my Facebook is kind of locked down right now, but you can still find me on it. Feel free to message me or friend me. Just look up Sarah Whitfield, Sarah with an H. Uh, right now I have a black and white photo of me with my parents and my siblings. So that's how you'll know it's me. Okay. Or you can feel free to email me. It's Sarah D as in dog dot Whitfield, W-H-I-T-F-I-E-L-D at gmail.com. I'll be more than happy to talk to anybody. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing your story and your testimony and just this encouragement about D groups with Living Truth Church. And that's in Pace, right? Pace or Milton? Yes, we're located in what used to be the old Farmers Opry out in Shamakla. <laughs> oh, that's right. Okay, sorry about that. Yeah. Oh, no, you're good. What a cool name, Shamukla. God bless you, like Shamukla. I don't know. Anyway, okay, sorry. All right, have a great day, Sarah, and thank you for your time. We always end the podcast praying in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that we decrease and God, you increase in our lives. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. I love Sarah. Thank you so much for your time, Sarah, and you for listening. We really appreciate you guys. This is all for God's gain. This is all for God's glory. Our hope is in Jesus. Our hope is not in anything else. Please um, don't be misconstrued. This is all about honoring Jesus and putting our hope in him. So my hope is in Christ today, and I pray the same for you. I do want to pump you up with some verses in Isaiah. I'm going to read some scripture, and while I'm reading it, I just want you to get pumped up in Jesus. There's really no other point for this happening right now in this moment other than you and I just talking about scripture and hearing it and going forth in our day and serving the Lord. So here we go. Isaiah 40 verse 29 Do you not know, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Oh, that's amazing. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will renew their strength. Continuing on, it says, 
They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Where is your hope at today? Where is it your hope? It's worth it to put it with Jesus. It's worth it to whatever you're eagerly awaiting to put your hope in Jesus. This is now in chapter 41, verse 10. I'm going to continue on with the motivation from Isaiah. It says, so do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Oh yes, that is so good where it says, do not fear for I am with you. How often do we go through our day and have fear and doubt and worry and maybe even stress in our chest where we're just like, Lord, what am I going to do? And God says, do not fear. I am with you. It's so easy to forget that God is right here. He's with us and he sees us and he knows what's going on. And we just have to ask him in that time to take the burden away. He wants it. He wants our burdens, which is oh, so beautiful. And I love it. Um, I also want to read to you all, sticking with Isaiah, something else that really pumped me up. Um, the other day. And so I'm just going to read this and you all just (laughs) be encouraged by the Holy Spirit and through his word. It says, this is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together, and they lay there never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick, Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Mm, That is so good. The Lord is doing a new thing. Christine Kane says in her sermons, don't be looking for the next thing when God is trying to do a new thing. I'm going to continue reading on. This is in verse 19. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The wild animals honor me, the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen, the people I formed for myself that they may proclaim my praise. And I don't know if your body, soul, spirit know this today, But God has chosen you and you're his and you just have to choose him in return. I mean, he's already chosen you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are the head and not the tail with Christ. And you might fear the unknown and you might fear the future. Who knows what 2021 is going to bring. But I can tell you one thing. God's word is never going to fail. God's never going to fail us. He is the Lord. And it says in his word in Isaiah, apart from me, there is no savior, none. And so anything that you are looking to, to give honor of this world will fail. It will fall away. No matter what that is, if it's beautiful or ugly or satisfying, or I don't even know, but just something that you're looking to that you're seeing as a God is not God. Because there is no Savior apart from Jesus Christ. And there is one more thing I want to read. 
in Isaiah, just like building this hope in you today that we're hoping in Jesus. We're hoping in Jesus. Christmas is coming. Jesus is coming. We're hoping in Jesus. Do not fear for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Isaiah 43, one and two. Whatever you're passing through, whatever waters you are passing through right now, I don't know what your waters are, but God is with you. God is our great protector. He has redeemed you. He has redeemed me. I've chosen Jesus. I am redeemed. I don't know if you believe that today in your car, just saying, I am redeemed. I am redeemed because of Christ. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. Oh, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for summoning me. Thank you, Lord, for calling me yours. I am yours. Also, we want to tell you about Haiti Bible Mission. They are in Jeremy, Haiti, and they're having a building fundraiser there right now. So Mark Stocklin is going to tell us a little bit more about it and how you can get involved if you would like to. Hey guys, Mark Stockland, CEO for Haiti Bible Mission. We serve in Jeremy, Haiti, far western side of Haiti. I uh, want to tell you guys what we do. What we do is we empower leaders uh, to transform communities. We're all about empowering and equipping young men and women, helping them find their gifts and their callings. And then we want to see those uh, come to fruition. We want to see those dreams and plans actually take place. So we, we find young high school men and women. Uh, we build relationships with them, see what they, uh, what they want to become. Uh, we have some that have become doctors, some to become pastors, some to become teachers. And so what we do is we fundraise. We get people to partner with us to help finish their schooling. And, and while they're in school uh, pursuing their dream job, their career, uh, we're teaching them money management. Uh, we're, we're putting them through discipleship classes. Uh, we're, we're teaching them skills and trades. We're giving them a job. Uh, we want them to, to learn all these things so we're creating great moms and dads and husbands and wives and uh, creating uh, good, stable families uh, moving forward. And we want a lot of these people, too, to be able to have their own business as well. And so we have a lot of uh, these leaders that are uh, starting up their own businesses down in the communities in the, in the poverty uh, low-income places where they were raised up from. And so that's what we really love and one of our discipleship um, uh, process and what we do is really just modeling Jesus uh, from the Bible it, it's really just life on life it's not always classroom we do have some classroom stuff uh, but we really are just uh, trying to follow Jesus example and just life on life spending time uh, intimate intentional time we do a lot of meal times together we walk through uh, life with people uh, getting to know their boyfriend or girlfriend and uh, just talking to them and giving them counsel and then just helping them walk through spending time in God's word and what that looks like. And so that's how, kind of how we uh, do our discipleship. Then we also try to do the um, I do, you watch. I do, you help. You do, I help. You do, I watch. You do, someone else watches. The whole goal is that, that I can, we can empower teach and then step away and make it not about us the next person can do it and so really all our discipleship classes that that are going on are really run by haitian men and women who have been underneath my teaching who are now uh running their own and teaching others and it's just branching off and it's so cool to watch god multiply these small groups and discipleship 
couple great things that you guys can be involved with. You guys could sponsor, partner with us, uh, sponsor a child, sponsor one of our leaders uh, to help transform these communities. We've got a lot of projects going on right now. Uh, one is that we're feeding a thousand people a meal a day for four years uh, in a village of Tewuj. The goal is that uh, at the end of four years that that village is self-sustaining, having their own business, um, uh, their own infrastructure up there. Uh, and so that's something you guys can partner with us. The other thing is we're trying to raise 15000 uh, to build a church up in Tewuj as well. So we really need your support. We'd love to have you guys partner with us uh, financially or with prayer. God bless you guys. Have a great day. Thank you, Mark. Thank you for listening. And if you want more information, just go to HaitiBibleMission.org. They have a great video about their building project that they're doing right now in Haiti. Love that organization. And you all have a great week. I pray that the Lord finds you and meets you where you're at and that you just feel his love and embrace and know that his Holy Spirit is real. He is real. He sees you, he knows you, and he loves you. We just have to reach back out to him as a good friend, as a good friend would. We just have to reach back out to Christ. You all have a great week. And next week we have on, oh, this is going to be good. Um, Our sons, my husband and I, we have two boys. And the woman who watches them during the day is going to come on and share what God has on her heart. And you will just love it. I'm so excited. But that's next week. Stay tuned on Broadcast is Love.